Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Card Nobody podcast. On this show, I talk a lot about why I collect these pieces of cardboard. I love to express myself. I love to tell a little bit of a, a story about who I am and the things I love, and these cards help me do that. One of the incredible things about this hobby about collecting cars is that there are just so many lanes that you can take. Now, I have tried to remain somewhat focused in my collecting, as you are aware. But there are just so many options and so many people to talk to about it. And today on the show, I have an incredible guest, Jason, a.k.a. Contrarian Cards on Instagram, also Contrarian Cards on YouTube. He is on the show, and I've got him on because... Jason has one of the most eclectic collections that I have come across. He collects vintage baseball, ultra modern Star Wars, wrestling, Magic the Gathering, Game of Thrones, trading card games, so much stuff. So much fun stuff. Go check out his Instagram one more time. That is Contrarian Cards, and you will see what I'm talking about. I don't know how you can operate with such a wide net. But Jason comes on the show to share his thoughts on that, and it really is a lot of fun. Now, I typically start these shows off with a kickoff. I do a, a top five countdown where I'm counting down um, different athletes that wear jersey numbers. It's evolved over time. I did wrestlers last week, whatever. You should go back and listen to a bunch of shows if you haven't to get a uh, sense of what that is. But um, it takes another evolution today because instead of kicking off the show with that, I actually saved it. For the interview with Jason, we do a um, somewhat dueling top five countdown of the greatest Star Wars characters of all time. It's a lot of fun. We really had a blast and we tie it all back to the cards as I always do. So you should stick around for that. And I would love to know what you think about our countdowns. If you want to tell me, you can find me at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram. I'm at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. I'm on Facebook as well. And if you love the show, if you hate the show, whatever it is, you should let me know. And you should do that by leaving a review at your podcast hub of choice. And if you are enjoying this, you should subscribe because that really helps the show grow, but not as much as sharing this. Share this with friends, share this with family, share this with anybody you think might care about anything I have to say here today. If you would like to help the show grow and continue on, that would be amazing. But I'm going to stop wasting your time. I've got Contrarian Cards on the show coming up right now. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am so very pumped. As I talked about in the intro of the show, I have an awesome, awesome collector, guest, um, Instagram friend, you know, building relationships. This is somebody that I've been talking to for quite some time now. This is Jason, a.k.a. Contrarian Cards on Instagram. Uh, Jason has one of the most eclectic, fun collections that I have come across. And in our conversations back and forth, it, it's pretty obvious that his tastes have a wide range. And that is so much why I wanted you on the show. Contrarian Cards, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Shane. I really uh, appreciate you having me. I'm a big fan of the show. Loyal listener. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, so um, I mean, anybody who's been following the show and and, and also on social media, uh, I, I've sort of put it out there that one of my favorite things to do after I I publish an episode 
I typically do the, uh, the, the, the countdown, the top five countdown, which you and I are going to do something fun with that later in this show. So it'll be a little bit different, but I always look forward to your responses on Instagram to the countdowns. It has made it so much fun. So thank you for that. Yeah, dude, it's a blast for me too. like, uh, I can't, so I feel like I, I, I can't respond every week. It, like sometimes there's weeks where like, I might not have a card for like, like number, I think it was like maybe 31 or 30. No, I think it was the Steph Curry week, the Steph Curry week. I'm like, man, I was looking, I was thinking about my collection. I was like, I just, I don't know if I have any like 30 center on here, but like, you know, we had, <laughs> we had the Jim Brown week that was controversial, you know, with it the, was. and then we had the wrestling that was obviously a, you know, but I, I couldn't, I, I, you know, how you can't argue with a lot of these things. It's just subjective opinion. So I, I love listening to it. I love uh, trying to find some sort of like creative way to like put a spin on it. And I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, interacting with it on Instagram. It's really fun stuff, man. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you're right, man. You hit the nail right on the head. It, it's so subjective and it is what it is. You know, with the 32 one, I, I knew going in, I mean, Koufax is my guy. Yeah, I yeah. was going to go with Koufax. And I, I actually forget now. I think I had Jim Brown at four. I think it was, is where I. It was a little low. It was a little. Yeah, <laughs> that was the pushback <laughs> I got. It's, was it's that he okay. was a little low? It's okay. I mean, he's only one of the top, you know, four football players in the history of football. It's okay. No, yeah. no, you know, no harm. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but come on, there was uh, uh, Shaq, right? Yeah, I Shaq. Mean, yeah, and it's a big one. I, yeah. you know, Will I had at five. Will yeah, was definitely Will. five. He's uh. I don't know. I had to put them in there for some of the records and whatnot, but that's what it's, it's, it is what you it know, is. That, that's, you know, it's one of the funnest parts of the hobby and that's, you know, like, I'm sure we'll get right. into it, but like what I, what I love is just assessing, you know, athletes from different time periods, from different sports, you know, all that kind of stuff is one of my absolute favorite things to do in cards and like compare, you know, like, why is this worth more than this? And like, well, he's got five all pro selections, but he won a championship and he, you know, all that kind of stuff. So awesome. That's why, that's why I'm such a big fan of the countdown and those like sort of like ranking type uh, activities are always fun, man. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, man. There's, there's just so much, so many different lanes you can go with it. it it's a good time. And I'm glad it's something I started doing regularly and I, I really appreciate the feedback, man. So thank you. But all right, man, let's, uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's tell some folks about you. So like I said, um, uh, I, I think we are back and forth where you started. Cause you reached out to me about some wrestling cards you know, I, I forget all the exact details, but little by little, we started talking more regularly and uh, as I took in your Instagram, you you are sharing tons of stuff all the time, I mean, multiple cards a day sometimes. And the and the and the variety is through the roof. There's Star Wars. There's vintage um, football cards. There's more modern football cards. There's wrestling cards, ultra modern um, um, cards, and all over the map. And then there's, there's, um, what is it? The game of Thrones, um, trading card game cards. Yeah. I've seen you share magic, the gathering, your tastes are really super eclectic in a, in a, in a world where the advice is so often, you know, try to focus and narrow down. It seems like you are really just have this, this huge net that you're casting out into the ocean and pulling in so many awesome things. What is it that drives you to that sort of collecting and, and sort of Tell us about what it is you like and your passions and, and how you got where you are. Well, thanks, man. That's super nice of you to say all that stuff. I really appreciate it and appreciate you following along. Yeah, I would say, um, so obviously, so like my name, like the contrarian cards name, I used to be really into uh, daily fantasy sports. And I don't know if you're familiar with like DraftKings, FanDuel, that type of thing. 
but you know i was yeah i was really really into it for like five or six years and i played a lot i really focused on tournaments and you know one of the big like buzzwords in dfs fantasy sports is you know what's the contrarian play what's what's the pivot and that like when it comes to collecting that's really like what what i think about in terms of like okay so you know if all the money's going over here but then you take a slight you know just a slight pivot it doesn't have to be anything totally off the board you know, you don't have to go from Julio Jones to, you know, Cole Beasley. No disrespect to Cole Beasley, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't have to go from, you know, uh, you know, a, a Luis Robert PSA 10 to like some super obscure whatever card, you know, but what's what's Mookie Betts stuff doing right now? What's, you know, or what's, you know, Ray Lewis stuff doing right now? Or what's old magic? And so that's kind of the way I approach everything really in, in the sense that like having, you know, just a few in like the way I think about it is, you know, so maybe just to clarify a little bit, my, my main, my main core like categories, vintage baseball, fifties baseball, essentially Mantle, Mays, Aaron, Jackie, low grade stuff, you know, stuff that, that's affordable to me. Um, ultra modern baseball, Otani, Mookie, Bryce Harper, you know, this generation of young talent in baseball and some of the more established guys like DeGrom and, um, mm. you know, just, you know, those those types i really really love the ultra modern stuff as well the shiny stuff we're both gold guys i think right yeah. gold big time big time gold guys um and then football so my, i'm a colts fan peyton manning you know the, the 2000s colts that era from 98 to like 2011 in football cards is really special to me um star wars again it's under the tops umbrella you'll get you'll sort of probably be able to tell but i'm i'm the tops guy for sure like i literally never bought a panini card in my life and it's not because i don't like panini cards or any of the new stuff in those sports but i just missed that whole era you know i never opened a box i never opened a pack i was gone from the hobby from when panini got the license in 2012 up until you know when everybody came back in like 2020 late 2019 or whatever so it's like the the main piece of continuity for me it starts with tops and that, that's excluding like magic which we can touch on too but Sure. Um, with tops, you got, you know, spanning from the fifties all the way up until, till now, you know, being able to pick up, uh, you know, a black Randy Orton refractor, putting it next to a black Darth Vader refractor, putting it next to her, yes, up gold, right. you know, all of that stuff. I like the continuity and I like to spread it, not just amongst like, you know, the same set, but across with, with all the tops products, especially the new stuff, it just gives you so many options to be like, so creative and, you know, you know, zig when they zag sort of stuff in, in terms of finding value and like what's not being talked about. Like I just bought a few Jay Uso cards recently and they're, you know, you know, he's not like a Roman Reigns or a, you know, a Becky Lynch or whatever, but I, you know, I really like Jay Uso and I think he's cool and I, he's fun to watch, you know, and, um, you know, picking up a black refractor of Jay Uso for like 20, 30 bucks, that just seems like a really like easy, you know, fun way to collect. And then putting that next to a, you know, like I said, a Randy Orton or a Darth Vader, or mm. a Darth, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I hope that sort of gives you a little bit of my psychology in terms of the way I do what I do and how I think about cards. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure it does. The uh, The continuity thing is big. I, I really do enjoy some of the things you've shared. I mean, what was it? The um, the gold, almost like the trilogy yeah. that you, you've been chasing for so many, like Otani, I think was in there where you have the, uh, the 20, I think it was the 2020 gold, the 2020 gold wave. And then like the finest, but you had like five or six different players in there where you were chasing that sort of trilogy set, I think is the best way to put it. I mean, that, it's so much fun. It was a total accident. Like I didn't, that just like happened. Like I didn't even mean to do that. I just gradually kept 
buying them because they were so cheap or i mean they felt cheap relative to other things mm. and, and i had lindor too but i couldn't even fit him in the picture because i've, I've just accumulated so many of them <laughs> right. it's like but you know what i'm saying like i just it just sort of like i don't know i watch a lot of cards like i don't know like what an average person like how many cards they have on their watch list on a given day but literally across like pwcc com c and ebay i'm probably watching you know 600 to 700 cards at a given time and then just you know scroll through the list try to find you know what makes what's okay what's the best looking card what's the you know what's the um the most high demand parallel where are the golds at you know what's mm. what sub like what's the best subject uh parallel set you know combination that i can acquire for the lowest amount of you know and a lot of those like ultra modern golds just sort of like i don't know it just seems weird to me that um you know it, that's where i think it like i have the most fun it's like I compare my, uh, you know, my Hall of Fame football collection. Like, okay, so these, these gold Mannings, you know, they're really running up in price now, three, four hundred dollars. But if I can go pick up a gold, you know, Raphael Devers for twenty-five bucks, you know, mm. obviously Raphael Devers is not Peyton Manning, but it's just a really fun way to collect, like bouncing around like that. And then you end up in these situations where you get like these fifteen gold refractors sitting in front of you, and you didn't even mean to do it. it just <laughs> sort of happened, but yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so it, it, first and foremost, I mean, the gold rush is unbelievable. What yes. you put up, it, it makes me jealous every single time. But, um, but what I really like about what you have been doing and sharing, and I, I've talked about this and you and I have actually talked about this, I think a little bit back and forth in our, in our messaging, but you know, when you're chasing these gold cards in the 2020 sets or, or whatever it is, you know, you're not tying yourself to the RC logo, right? You're not tying yourself to you know, the, the thing that we're all told that we should go buy, you know, if you want a Raphael Devers, you have to go get the rookie card. If you want an Otani, you're looking at the, you know, I think 2018, I think was his set. Yeah, um, right. But instead, I mean, you're grabbing 2020 golds, you know, you're not, you're not following that sort of standard. This is what we must do. And again, with the whole contrarian thing. And I really respect that. I really love that. You're just going out and getting things that you like, things that you enjoy, you know, things that, you have a passion to go out and grab because you think it looks good or whatever different, you know, whatever reasons you might have. Uh, it's something I really relate to. And one of the things that drew me to the things that you've been sharing on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks, Jane. I, I, well, and I appreciate that about your, uh, your style as well. I think you're, you're, you do a little better job of staying focused than I do. And you, you've put together one of the most, you know, just ridiculously beautiful collections of 2020 finest gold, uh, you know, wrestling cards that I've ever seen from that set. And it's like, I mean, it, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's just fun to, um, it, yeah, I, it's just fun to, when you see those, all those sort of things just come together and you, you, you may, like you're talking about with the rookie card stuff. It's like, when you trust yourself enough to like, know what you like you know like i used to right. watch like a, a lot of content like on um you know youtube or whatever and i've really really massively scaled back on that and i i hardly watch any anymore because it after you know you hear a lot of like, you hear a lot of like um and not so much anymore because we're sort of nothing's you know nothing's on the moon anymore like it was but you you heard a lot of questions like you know could this go up or could this go right this, this right all that type of stuff and to me it's like why are you asking somebody that question that you not and I understand like it may be just strictly uh, you, know, you want a second opinion or you want to get you know a little you know some knowledge and, and that all makes sense but to me 
it's like, uh, I don't know. I've just, I've never thought about like cards like that. Uh, I just, right. Like I, I see so many things on a given day that I like. It's like, I have to like, tell, I'm literally like telling, finding reasons not to buy these cards. Cause like, there's literally a hundred cards on eBay right now that I think are just amazing value. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, you know, don't even pick up your phone, dude. It's like this, you, you know, you bought enough for this week or whatever. So, um, to me, the options are just endless. And with the rookie card thing, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually just sold my uh, Peyton Manning Topps Chrome 98, uh, which was my you know my favorite player, Peyton Manning, my favorite rookie card of his, the Topps, you know, just classic top, yeah, top yeah. base card, PSA, nothing nothing crazy. I paid like $250 for that card, like back in the, the you know, Q2 of 2021, whenever everything was mm -hmm. on fire. And I thought at that time, I was like, man, this is a great deal. It was things had dipped, quote unquote. I sold that card recently. I sold that card recently for ninety dollars wow. to, to buy to buy, mind you, to not buy, but to put money towards a twenty twelve uh, Topps Finest Gold Peyton Manning Refractor and Broncos uniform. So that just shows wow. that just shows you, yeah, like how I've sort of evolved as a collector right. in the sense that, like, you know, I can I, the way I look at those cards is I really like, I love base cards. I really do. But like, I can't afford to own them right now. And if I want to afford like the other stuff that I want, you know, a lot of the, sure. the fives, the tens, the fifties, I, I can go, you know, if I have to, go, I do want to acquire that, that top scrum Peyton Manning base card again, that 98 again, at some point in my life, but I can go get that a year from now. I could get it two years from now. And I, sure. if I have to pay more for it. So be it. So yeah, I'm totally with you. Like my priority, and again, that's another really fun aspect of the hobby for me. It's like prioritization. Like, okay, so if there's 20 cards I want, which order should I buy them in? Should I get this? Is which one's going to disappear first? Right. What has the most momentum? What has the most demand? You know, and that's just why I'm constantly scrolling my eBay. Okay, how many people are watching this card? Is this one? You know, is there a piece of news that okay, so okay like better go buy that Soto Gold because that thing's going to be gone tomorrow? You know, all that type of stuff. <laughs> And then it's like, okay, so now what do I got to sell to pay for it? Because like, you know, I don't make, you know, infinite amount of money. So it's just constantly making decision after decision after decision. And that's where that, that DFS background really has, I think, benefited me in a sense that like just, you know, make, you know, I used to build, you know, like 200 lineups every Sunday, all just slightly different, you know, balancing your exposures to Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so if the field's going to have 42% you know, <laughs> exposure to Le'Veon Bell this week, like, how, do I want to be overweight on him? Do I want to be underweight? You know, they're, you know, this, that, and the other. And that's how I think about cards as well. Like, do I want to be overweight on this fifties baseball stuff? Do I want to be underweight on, you know, uh, you know, so whoever, you know, pick your guy or whatever. But so, yeah, that's a whole lot for you. <laughs> sure. No, I love it, man. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. And, um, and thank you, first of all, about the, uh, the compliment on the finest, uh, WWE it's amazing. 2020 says I've been building. I'm pretty proud of where, of where it's gotten to, but, um, you know, you, you said like how good I, I, I've been doing remaining discipline on it. It's a little bit of a uh, truth and not, it's mostly true because it's kind of like, I can't afford to really get too, too, you know, my eyes can't, everything they see on eBay, if I could buy it all, trust me, I would, and I'd go crazy, but, but my budget really kind of dictates, Hey, you, you got to pick a lane. And, um, you know, I've shared this before, but that definitely became kind of like your, your trilogy gold set that you shared. Uh, it kind of became an accident. You know, I, I picked up the first five gold cards at a really, really great price, got them in hand, realized I was obsessed with it at that point, started adding more and, 
realizing I can kind of afford to keep doing this. And so I just kept doing it. And next thing I knew it, it became something that I'm really quite proud of to have. So, so I absolutely, uh, appreciate appreciate you on that. Um, uh, man, another thing I love, I love the way that you're using the DFS, the, the, the fantasy sports sort of, uh, mindset toward this hobby. Mm. It's, it's such a unique way to try to look at things like that. Um, you know, I, I, I've also shared before how my fantasy sports obsession is kind of what kicked off my, my big time sports card collecting. You know, I, I, I play, um, not daily fantasy, but I, you know, I play a yearly league that I'm, that I'm the commissioner of and take it extremely seriously. Um, and when I had started having some success in that league, it, I, I wanted to get, you know, the football cards, the MVP cards of the guys that were on the, on those teams that helped me win the championships. And that really kind of got me to sink my teeth into where I am too. So I can totally relate to the fantasy sort of like pulling you into there. But, um, but I, I kind of want to pivot away a little bit and talk about, uh, you know, we're covering a lot of sports here, which is awesome, but I want to take advantage of the contrarian aspect of this conversation. Um, so your most recent YouTube video, uh, quick side note, you have a YouTube video contrarian cards. Um, I adore it. I love, I love the style of what it is. It's very different than the content that's out there. And you talked about already how you've sort of pulled back from, from a lot of the different content creation out there. And I've done the same. Like I've definitely started to find folks that have a voice or, um, you know, a passion or storytelling style that, that speaks to me a little bit more than what you mentioned, you know? I don't necessarily care about the investment side or the flipping side, which is what dominates the the content creation space for a good reason. There's there's an absolute need for that, but it's not what drives me so much. Um, so I love the style that you bring out. I love the the sort of laid back feel and the way you're really sharing your cards and being transparent about your thoughts and the prices and all that. It's fantastic. So first of all, awesome job on that YouTube channel. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you, uh, yeah, I'm really glad you, sort of resonate with that style um when i was thinking about starting a channel it's like i i think a lot of people say this they end up doing content at one point or and it's you know it's a it's a very small channel still finding its way i'm you know i'm a busy guy i'm trying to upload like once a week just you know basic you know really basic stuff or whatever so but i wanted to literally like just make videos that i would want to watch and right you know what i mean it's like and I, I do, you know, I sell cards, you know, I'm posting constantly stuff on Instagram that I'm buying and people, you know, uh, probably think that I'm like, that I have just, you know, an endless amount of, but I'm selling lots, you know, I'm not talking about all the cards I'm selling, obviously, because, you know, they're, they're leaving my house. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, but it's like, you know, I do talk a lot about more of that, that sort of like buy and sell type stuff on, on YouTube, not for the sense that, um, not, it's not investment advice, obviously. It's just like, just, it's just talking about how I value things relative to each other. And that just goes back to that DFS thing. But, but yeah, no, but on the content specifically, the video content, it's real simple. It's just me and my phone and a play mat and whatever cards I'm holding on a given day or whatever comes in the mail and just talking. And there's a lot, what I love about, um, content is I love hearing people talk about why they made the decision they made. What, mm. what, what's like, what, do they like about the actual card, like the actual physical object? Like I just really, really like the actual cards. You know, I love all the other stuff, all the big, you know, all the hobby, uh, all the components of the hobby, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, you know, it's kind of cliche, but it is about the cards. So for me, just really focusing on the actual cards, you know, why I bought it, why I like it, 
you know, what I'm going to do with it. Am I going to flip it? Am I going to keep it forever? Am I going to sell it? Did I overpay? Did I get a great deal? You know, I don't like it relative to this, that, and the other. And then another really good thing about my channel is I hear a lot of dog barking in the background, <laughs> as you can probably hear now. But, um, oh, no. I love it. But yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that because like, I, in, you know, I, I've heard, I've had a couple other people reach out to me and just say, Hey man, I, I just really enjoy watching your channel. I want it to feel like, you know, you're just out with me and then we're sitting in a room just looking at the same cards or whatever and just, you know, shooting the breeze. So I, I really definitely sure. appreciate that, man. That is exactly what it feels like. I mean, it feels like you're just hanging out with a buddy, just talking about your cards, which is, which is tremendous. Um, now, one of the things I really want to actually touch on, though, is the most recent video. I got to be careful with your stuff. I got to be careful because you, you tend to like your collection really pokes at a couple things that could trigger me going down a path that I, yes. I might not want to go down. In the most recent video, you, you've you been sharing um, what is it, your top 100 cards and you shared the first 25, I think is what it was, of what that 100 is going to be. Yep. And in there... I, I'm, I, you know, I forget exactly, but there was like four Magic the Gathering cards. I think you had like a Sierra Angel. Uh, there was a, a dragon in there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and I think maybe one or two others. But um, I definitely have a uh, a knack for wanting to collect Magic cards. That's when I was in, uh, I think it was eighth grade, that I really dove in with my friends big time. I mean, we collected a lot. And every day we were constantly playing each other and, and you know trying to get better and all those all those things that you do. Um, and ultimately I kind of, uh, as I started to fade away to it, uh, two of my friends, there were three of us mainly that collected two of us started to fade away before the other. And I traded all of my magic cards to one buddy for his N64 so that I could buy oh. the WCW NWO <laughs> revenge game. Oh, man. Um, a good game though. Yeah. Oh, it was a phenomenal game. I mean, I, yeah. I thought I won that trade tremendously at the time. <laughs> uh, maybe not now. Uh, but then that buddy took both of our collections, sold it to the other buddy for like a hundred bucks. Oh. So now my, and it's my best friend who still has all the cards. He actually came to my, um, my son's birthday party yesterday with, uh, with a box of cards that I still have to go through because we've been talking for months how he, he thinks he wants to finally sell these cards for real. Um, and he definitely has a lot of really nice stuff. So he brought a box of, I don't know, maybe it's a hundred cards that are kind of like the most worthwhile and i'm going to help him try to sell those so we'll see if it was worth the wcw nwo revenge n64 system that i got but uh but yeah so i love that you're sharing the magic stuff can you talk a little bit about about your history with that and and the fact that you're still collecting you know slab versions of some of these cards as well absolutely so to me and i think you and i are basically the same age so we probably grew up around the same sets maybe we played at different times in the game's history or whatever but sure um when I when I was introduced to Magic, it was Unlimited was still like in the store. So I remember opening a few Unlimited packs, and then Antiquities uh, would have been the set, the first expansion that came out um, after that. That was like right in the sort of the, my prime of of Magic, mm-hmm. and it didn't last that long. I remember Legend opening Legends and Ice Age and like into Fallen Empire. So I was there pretty early, um, you know. Uh, I had all the mocks, uh, and if you want, if you want to feel better about your trade, Shane, I can tell you an absolute just gut wrenching story. Um, so I traded literally four unlimited mocks, all of them except the uh, except the sapphire. So I had the pearl, the jet, the ruby, and the emerald, 
I okay. trade, I trade I, my mom. This isn't going yeah, this the right is way. Not, this is, I shouldn't be, this is going to be, <laughs> just turn, turn this podcast off. If you're a, if you're a vintage Madden collector, you're not going to want to hear this. Uh, so my mom drove me and my neighbor to a local game store, bought us a few packs it, and it was on the college campus. And, uh, you know, there was a few, few guys in there playing just sort of at a table or whatever. And, uh, we came out and we just kind of watching them play. And then we had opened some packs and I think we had our cards with us for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, I think, I think one of them had a force of nature, which if you're around back then, you know, the significance of like big creatures, like how coveted they were, the Shivan dragon, the force of nature, uh, you know, the, the Mahamadi Jin, that was another in my top one, you know, just a basic five, six flyer or whatever. So anyway, all the, the force of nature was like to us at that time, like the most like low type of card and the birds of paradise was really important too. And this, this, mm. one of these guys, college guys, they had both those cards and I wanted them. So I, I let him look through my my stuff, and he pulled out oh you know just a mox mox emerald, a mox ruby, a mox jet, a mox pearl. And I, there was he maybe threw in a couple other cards or whatever, but essentially I traded those four unlimited mox for a force of nature, a birds of paradise, maybe like a soul ring or some other like a rock hydra or some something. I don't sure. just so bad, man, just Oof. so bad. And now like literally, if it, it makes you know old magic cards are expensive, right? But to me, it just makes, given their, the attrition, the absolute rarity of Alpha Beta Unlimited, um, it makes no sense to me that they're not more expensive. And it, it's still like, you know, I think just any card has a hard time, you know, once you get, you know, four or $5,000 and your buyer pool is so small, like it's hard for yeah, you, you know, but, sure. but to me, to me, if I, if you said, Jason, okay, you can buy you know, one card right now, just regardless of price. Like I really, really want to get a mox. Uh, either probably the Ruby or the Emerald would be like my, it, I'm kind of like, there's a part of me that wants to just like not buy any cards period for like several months sure. and then just like save up for one of those. But I just, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have that discipline, but um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get there one day. But, but yeah, I love the old stuff. It, to me, it takes me to a place of just like, you know, there's a lot of taboo about the game back then. Your teachers would take them from you if they found, yeah. you know, if they had them in school, you know, a lot of stuff in the media about it, this, that, and the other. And just, you know, I got out of magic around, you know, like 90, oh, um, right around 95, 96. And I sold all my cards, you know, just like you did to the local game store. And I actually sold my entire collection in order to buy like, 20 booster packs of like star wars ccg by decipher which if you any if you get and there's some good cards in there maybe you know whatever but nothing remotely close we're talking dual lands you know obviously oh, all, right. probably all the factory all this all this expensive stuff but every <laughs> yeah terrible decisions. who knew terrible who game. knew I, hey, I hate, yeah just my once they come stuff. out with a crystal ball then <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we'll uh we'll figure that out but yeah. what are you gonna do you know but um yeah. but yeah because magic for me was like I, i've been in and out of the game so much throughout my life where you know i played so much when i was younger got out of it came back later maybe in college got out of it came back when i had a you know my, started my career so i had a little bit of more money yep. that i could spend i was like oh man maybe i could play this game regularly got out of it then Man, I've been back and forth with Magic so much. I, I absolutely love what it is, but it's so impossible to keep up with. Um, so it's something. It's, it's definitely one of those things I have to like avoid because that obsessive addiction for that can pull me in at any moment if if it grabs me just right. Um, but all right, so now yeah, so we have a lot in common about the Magic: The Gathering stuff. But let's let's talk about something I know absolutely nothing about. I am 
I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I have my uh, my thoughts and opinions on some of the newer stuff that's come out. You know, something maybe we could debate in a different a different podcast. But nonetheless, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, like most people. You know, nothing original there. But I've never gotten into collecting the Star Wars cards. And you've been sharing some stuff with me that is really eye catching, especially the finest stuff, especially the finest golds. Of course, I see the gold and my eyes start to twinkle. And the stuff is gorgeous. I mean, there is some phenomenal stuff that you've been showing me. And then I've sort of gone down a rabbit hole myself and looking some of these things up. I don't know why, but it's definitely, it, it's not a lane that I've, I've wanted to explore, but man, do I appreciate it. And man, do I appreciate what you've been collecting. Can you talk to me a little bit about your Star Wars collection and, you know, why Star Wars cards and how, how you got that collection where it is? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I am glad you glad you like seeing those. And yeah, for for gold guys like us, definitely a lot of a lot of fun stuff to look at there. But um, yeah, so like when I again getting back into cards around that like 2020, you know, COVID pandemic type uh, time period, um, uh, Rise of Skywalker was the last movie I saw in the theater. So um, it, it just sort of like was in in line with kind of what was all going on at that time in terms of like you know going you know everybody's going through their collections getting back into cards getting back Mm -hmm. on ebay discovery 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 and it starts with tops you know and they have obviously the star wars license and i i sort of slowly like built up my awareness about all these like ultra modern like star wars sets you know i knew about all the vintage stuff in the mid 90s sort of stuff and all that kind of thing but, you know, I, I'm learning about, okay, so there's a finest set in 2018 with all the refractors of the blues, the greens, the golds, the blacks, the reds. There's, uh, you know, there's a 2014 chrome set. There's a 2015 chrome set. The X-Fractors, you know, different uh, different version, you know, different images of Vader. You know, you got art cards. You got scene cards. You got character cards. You got all these different, you got sketch cards. You got memorabilia cards. So just all the different, like, sort of categories that we're familiar with in sports you know, all that stuff is going on in Star Wars as well, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's based on obviously this IP that I'm in love with. So yeah, it was just, um, you know, over these last two or three years, just, you know, really building, you know, it's, it's been a pretty slow, pretty consistent build in terms of adding a few cards here and there. Um, you know, just mostly the scarce, the rare stuff, you know, the out of tens, the out of fives, the out of 25s, all that kind of thing. Uh, and it just seemed so cheap, you know, relative to, um, you know, sports, obviously, uh, especially during that 2021-ish time period. Um, you know, why why can why can I buy like a Darth Vader card, uh, you know, numbered out of 10 that is just beautiful from a high awareness type brand, you know, for $150, where when I could take that, you know, that $150 over to the sports world and, you know, really struggle to, you know, pick up something that I, I really, really like. So just a lot of value, like just you know, financially, it was just really, you know, made a lot of sense for me personally, because I really liked them, really affordable, all that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, recently, with the Galaxy set, the, the the refractors and all that, I'm sure you've heard of those or seen those, you know, a lot of that has been really popular on social media and that type of thing. But just a lot of really great options in terms of, um, you know, uh, different, you know, what depending on who your favorite characters are your favorite films your favorite style you know all that there's just a ton a ton of options so yeah i've uh, i've really enjoyed sort of building that out and you know adding more and more like really scarce cards to the to the collection for sure yeah again the stuff is gorgeous you know you you already touched on it but i just want to reiterate when when you do have a um uh, an eye for the shiny stuff that that the star wars stuff is not disappointing 
um, which was a bit striking for me because I had been familiar that there were Star Wars, you know, um, you know, the license was out there and, and you know, I've seen the, some of the older cards, but uh, just like the wrestling stuff, it never quite dawned on me until you came along and, and sharing your collections and, you know, sharing stuff in the meshes back and forth, just how, I, I guess, relevant the cards are with an ultra modern, you know, collector with the shiny the numbered and all those sorts of things i mean it really those things pop man it it is for real yeah it just it definitely goes back to that continuity thing you know it's like uh you know it starts with the tops brand and then it just spills over to the refractors and mostly the golds but you know um with star wars and wrestling specifically you get the black tens and i really like that you don't mm. get those in baseball so much i don't think um I can't really think because in baseball you got you just basically go orange, red, and gold. I don't think there's a black ten. Yeah, I think that's right. It goes from the yeah. twenty-five orange to the red five. Right. I think that's how how it typically goes. Right. Yeah, but no, but with you know Star Wars and wrestling, two things I absolutely love. I love uh, that's been sort of lately a lot of what I've been is going after those black tens. Obviously, the gold fifties are always going to be sort of the thing, but. Um, but yeah, that continuity and that just, you know, putting those pieces together and next to each other. It's just sort of a unique way, but also maintaining that consistency across, you know, across very various categories. Well, it's, it is really something to behold. Anybody who's, whether you're interested in Star Wars stuff or not, definitely go check out the cards that are out if you haven't, because they, they really scream at you and they're, they're awesome. But I, I want to continue some of this Star Wars fun, though. I alluded to this a little bit earlier that, uh, you know, I usually do the kickoff for for every episode where I do a top five counts on it was Jersey related. Then it became, you know, I did the wrestlers last week, but this year I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different as well. Since I've got you on, you collect so many different things, including star Wars. You're, you're, you're a fan. I'm a star Wars fan. And I wanted to give us a good excuse to talk about more of the cars, maybe even a little bit more specifically. And I thought it would be fun if we do a mutual countdown of our top five favorite star Wars characters in any of the, the movies, the shows, whatever it, whatever it might be. Um, so we've talked about this. You're, you're game to do this with me? Let's do it, man. All right. So so we'll each count down our top five. I'll go first because I want to be able to give you honors to get the last word on, on your number one. Um, but yeah. All right. Let's just jump into it. Top five Star Wars characters of all time. My number five is the little green guy. It's Yoda. I mean, come on. One of the best mentors of all time. And I don't know... Uh, that my love for the prequel movies is very high, but in this episode two, uh, when Yoda comes out and has that big moment when he pulls out the lightsaber and we see what this little amazing Jedi master can do, I lost my mind. I still go back and watch that on YouTube regularly. Yoda is my number five, no doubt. Solid pick, Shane. Solid pick. Um, you know, definitely. And for Yoda, that scene you're talking about, um, Attack of the Clones. Uh, he's got an amazing. There's an amazing card in 2021 Galaxy. The art depicts Yoda with that lightsaber fighting Dooku. Oh. You can get in the Atomic 150. The I actually have the Atomic 150, but they got a Wave 99, Prism 75, Mojo. All the patterns go. Definitely just type Yoda Galaxy, and you'll you'll find it. Um, Man, I'm gonna come away from this buying a couple of things on eBay, aren't there I? There you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's the way we do it. All right. So my number five. All right. So this is all about cool factor. Uh, it's, it's Darth Maul starting with a bad guy. Um, again, I'm kind of with you. I'm not a huge prequel fan, but the Phantom Menace Maul was everything for me. The trailers back then, um, just the anticipation of a new villain, 
you know, looked cool. Ray Park, you know, for me, it, I, I go back and forth on how I feel about you know, his, his canon, you know, after, you know, in more recent things, but Phantom mm. Menace Mall, love it. I think he's one of the coolest, coolest characters in Star Wars for me. I mean, that is, that is an incredible pick. And, and, uh, man, when you talk about the trailers, I don't know when we saw in the trailer, when they, they did the, uh, the dual lightsaber reveal, I mean, that was a moment before the movies came out where people's heads were exploding. You know, the, the idea that this could exist was just unbelievable. So that, that is a fantastic pick. All right. So then my number four, um, I, I, man, I like most people, especially my age, you know, I mean, I probably everybody, I don't know. The, the, the original trilogy holds such a special place in my heart and princess Leia, my number four, one of the most incredible princesses on TV ever, right? Not your standard princess. She could handle herself. She wasn't afraid to do what she had to do. Such an iconic character played by the amazing Carrie Fisher. I don't know what else I can really say. I mean, Leia is for sure my number four, holds such a special place in my heart. Those first three, the original three movies are just so incredible and she is such a key component to that so that's where she falls as number four for me well great minds think alike shane because i also have leia number four here yeah um, yep leia organa number four my my favorite leia memories obviously original trilogy for sure i love um i love one of my favorite parts of uh of new hope is just when they're sneaking around the death star i always thought that was so cool mm-hmm. the building is such a vast massive structure I just I always I always thought that was just really cool watching them run down the hallway, sneak away, all that kind of stuff, and then Empire, obviously. Just uh, I mean, what what you, what can you say? She's just such an icon, and uh, yeah, definitely just you know just one of the greatest film characters. Period. Not just Star Wars. So definitely, definitely. Princess Leia, solid. Pick. Uh, curious, what did you think about the younger Leia in the uh, in the Obi Wan series? I thought the I thought the, the actor she did a great job. I really do. I, I thought I, 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 you know, parts. I, I feel like the show was a bit too long, um, and I, I think there was a little bit too much sort of. I'm not going to use the word filler, but I, I think it could have been mm-hmm. condensed a little bit. But all, overall, I thought she did awesome. I, I really like how they sort of you know, paid such a tribute to the character and just sort of added even more depth to an already. Amazing. That's I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, I, I think that they actually did a nice job actually adding to the mythos of that character. You know, when you when you when you take a character and, and you look at and you bring them back to when they're a, a child. You know, the sort of origin story type storytelling it can be so tricky to to do it right without feeling like you're you know placating too much to the audience. I, I actually think they did a really nice job in that. So I, I'm in agreement with you, but. Right. Well, number three, um, I guess we're kind of in that same and same path here. Number three for me is Obi-Wan. For me, again, the prequels were pretty, pretty rough around the edges, to put it kindly. But Ewan McGregor was, man, was he doing his best to make those just, you couldn't look away. What he was able to do with the Obi-Wan character helped make the uh, the earlier movies even better if that's possible, right? You know, the original, you know, episode four, the fact that that character could become even more interesting because of a, a performance of an actor knocked it out of the park. And then the Obi-Wan series, I haven't been a huge fan 
of uh of Boba Fett or the Mandalorian. I know I'm a little bit on the you know um on my own on that one, but Obi Wan really was a fun watch. It's not perfect. I think you touched on some of the flaws that are, that I agree exist. But again, Ewan McGregor in that role is just so perfect, and it, it puts him that character on number three for me. No, that's that's awesome. I I, I can't I can't uh, I can't argue with that. Obi Wan, another iconic character. Ewan McGregor is amazing. I I enjoyed the show as well um, overall, and I actually I agree with you. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I love all Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Um, but just comparing things to other things within Star Wars, I'm also not a huge Mandalorian or uh, Boba Fett fan. I'm just not generally a fan of the, you know, you hear a lot of people kind of talk about this. I just, I'm a movie guy uh, at the end mm. of the day, um, but I, I'll take whatever they want to give me. Definitely no, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're picking a, you know, picking one over the other, but, um, but yeah, can't, can't dispute that pick. Obi-Wan at three is, is solid. I, I put Yoda at number three for me. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, so actually Empire is probably my favorite Star Wars film. However, I wasn't like crazy about the Dagobah stuff, which is kind of weird considering mm. how much I love Yoda. It just felt a little bit slow for me. Um, obviously, it, it, you know, it's a more, you know, um, a different environment, of course. But Yoda, I don't know, he just, he he's just something just so, I love the wisdom, you know, the, the mentoring, you know, just that sort of his quirky humor, all, all those sorts of things. And <laughs> Yoda, like I said earlier, he's got some amazing cards, amazing refractors. Um, you know, you're an extended base set, you know, gold guy. Go, you know, Yoda's got some of that stuff out there. You know, you can go discover all sorts of fun things for Yoda. A lot of cool, you know, like uh, just yeah, shiny, shiny Yoda cards that I think people would like. That's a uh, that's a hot take um, on the Dago boss scenes. <laughs> I I hear what you're saying, but man, I don't know. Yeah. I'll take those Dagobah, Dagobah scenes all day over, I think, almost anything we've gotten from Star Wars in a long time. But um, but I hear you. They, I mean, the um, you know that era of movies, too, you, the pacing's different than some of the things we're used to. And I, and I don't disagree that it does kind of slow down a little bit. When I've tried to have my, my wife watch them, she can't help but tell me how bored she is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it, like I said, not, it's all amazing. But to me, Empire, I I like, I love Hoth and I love Cloud City. Uh, you know, it just uh, Dagobah just sort of, sort of, sort of was a slowdown for me. But you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, but speaking of Hoth and and all of these locations coming up on number two, number two on my list is the hero of the series. Luke Skywalker falls at number two for me. I mean, I, I, what is there to say about Luke? Uh, one of the most quintessential heroes journeys of all time in episode four, getting to see his character grow throughout all of the different films, uh, you know, how he, he becomes more wise and still flawed. Mark Hamill's performance is unforgettable as Mark Hamill just is as himself, you know? Um, I don't know. It's Luke Skywalker. Number two for me. Can't get enough of Luke. Love it. Love it. Yeah. If, if this were, um, if this were Jason in 1997, watching the original trilogy remastered or re-released on the big screen, I would, I would probably have Luke. Um, I would probably have Luke at, um, probably, yeah, he'd probably be at number one or number two for me, but you know, not to spoil, but I, I don't actually have Luke on my top five, which that wow. speaking of hot takes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably unseats, unsettle some people. And I apologize, but 
I've got to be. That might trump my Jim Brown take. <laughs> yeah, it might. It might. I might I'm, I'm probably, <laughs> probably going to get some responses. Um, but yeah, no, that's a song. I love Luke, though. Um, I thought, you know, uh, I thought it was neat what they did with him, you know, in recent projects. You know, uh, obviously, I, I'm a big Mark Hamill fan. He's a fun follow on social media, uh, all that all that kind of stuff. And Luke, He just gets it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's still, it doesn't get any more nostalgic than watching those scenes on Tatooine with him and, you know, all that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I, the dual sunsets. Yeah, the it's dual, so good. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. So, number two for me is probably going to be controversial, but it's Ray Skywalker. She's the face of the new generation. She's the now. She's the future. Ray and Grogu will likely extend the saga further if 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 it comes to that i'll be surprised if it doesn't it to I, me i'm a little surprised you're a little surprised i'm well, a little surprised yeah so here's my logic i mean personal logic is rise of skywalker is my second favorite film behind empire strikes back and that's probably a hot take as well because i know that is a hot take yeah a lot of people not huge fans of it to me are there plot holes, story, whatever? Of course, it's you know it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I can't defend every everything about it. But if you just say, Jason, which Star Wars movie do you want to watch? It's Empire, and then it's Rise of Skywalker. Ray, her fighting style is incredible. I, I love her story. I love you know how connected she is to everything, whether it's you know through Palpatine, through Kylo, through Leia, through Luke. Is she? every part of the trilogy she's all the jedi right so everything it, it comes down to her she's for me she's she's uh she's like the mookie bets she's the established legend <laughs> has already won has already done it been the mvp but you know they're not done yet you know they, there's more to go so to me ray skywalker number two that's what i think all right, that so here's the thing. I I am not the biggest fan of of, of the of the last three movies that came out, but I want to give a positive a positive mention is that I mean Daisy Ridley was phenomenal as Ray. Um, I mean her performance was was so earnest and captivating, especially especially in the in the first movie or in the what is it the. Uh, seventh movie yeah <laughs> i yeah. sometimes confuse the uh them all but um when when we first get introduced to her character the sense of wonder that we that we get from her is really so star wars to me the sense of one of the things that this idea of what could be coming next especially when we when we've already had all the the material before it i i gotta give her that character credit for that it definitely captured something in me the first time i saw that film that I really did enjoy. Now I, I didn't love the way things went, and you know whatever. I don't want to turn this into a, a movie criticism podcast. But um, but Daisy Ridley and 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 her first go at that character was really really something to behold. And I think especially with John Williams' score behind it, her the Ray theme is so so good. Um, but that is a hot take. But I, I love it, man. But all right, so number one. I'll be surprised if either of us have a shocker here, but I don't know. I didn't expect Ray to reach number two, so let's find out. Number one for me, it's Darth Vader. I don't know, one of the most quintessential bad guys in the history of film. Uh, huge, huge character arc that we've gotten to see all the way from him being a little kid all the way up to even past you know some of the Darth Vader, uh, the Darth Vader transformation. I love 
some of the more recent properties like Obi-Wan that have, that have sort of, I don't know, modernized the storytelling and the filmmaking so that kids can look at him and not think he's boring. Cause I've heard my nephew say that in the past. And now they see how just insanely badass Darth Vader really is. Darth Vader's number one for me again. I don't think I'm blowing any minds with that pick. Yeah, no. And for me, my number one, it's gotta be Max Rebo. That's uh, no, I'm just joking. It's Darth Vader. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, Darth Vader is the most iconic villain in the history of film, right? I mean, it's gotta be Vader uh, at the end of the day. It's just, it, that's an easy pick, um, yeah, but it's the right, right. pick. It's, it, you know, I, it's how it's all, you know, from one to nine, uh, Vader in all the show, you know, he's always, it's all about, you know, Anakin and Vader, not all about, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It's, he's, he's the, the, and that was what was most disappointing about Rise of Skywalker to me, honestly, as I sat in the theater, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I was like, where is fate? I, I didn't need him to be on the screen, but I wanted him to um, interact with Ray in some way as Vader, not as, not as Anakin, but sure. as, as Vader in some sort of, but it just didn't happen. And that's why I, up until the last second when it's spoiler alert uh, for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, up until the last second when she, you know, the final scene, I'm like, where is Vader? <laughs> you know, he's just needed <laughs> Vader, man. But it didn't happen. But yeah, I love Vader. I love collecting Vader. He's probably one of my favorite um, non-sport characters to PC, obviously. Got a, you know, a ton of Vader cars. And I actually just bought a really big one today that I'm super excited about. But I'll, yeah, it's probably going to take a little while to have to go through eBay, um, eBay's program. But um, sure, sure. Yeah. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun a fun reveal um, when that one comes. So, but yeah, so let's actually let's dive into that a little bit more though. Um, you know, typically when I do my top five, I end with the number one, and I, and I like to talk a little bit about some of the cards you can get of that number one player um, or wrestler, as it were. In uh, my most recent episode, you know, at different price points. Um, if somebody was interested in getting some Vader stuff, I mean, where, where would you point them? What, you know, what set do you think? Is there something that's, I don't know, is there a, a rookie card or something that's super iconic Darth Vader, something ultra modern, something in different price, but you know, what, what, what would you say to someone like me that loves star Wars and might want to add a Darth Vader piece to my collection? Where would you steer me? Yeah, you've, you've got options for sure. I mean, if you're into vintage, you can look at the, the 77 set, you know, that classic blue design, you know, um, tons of those are graded, you know, you take your pick, you know, different, there's a few different sort of iconic ones in the set. Um, and then, but I'm, my specialty, quote unquote, is probably more of the ultra modern stuff. So I'll focus on that. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got the gold options. Those it's the 2022 finest is a brand new set. So those are you know, sort of probably still finding their, their price point, uh, mm. recent sales. I think I picked up a gold, uh, gold 50. I paid, you know, 125 just to be transparent where I valued the item. And I've seen a couple auctions and right around there, 125 bucks for a gold. Um, but you know, you've got the blues, you got the greens, you got, uh, the, um, all the, all the colors, the reds, the extended base set, obviously you'll have the golds and the, and the reds. Um, is the numbering the same that we'd come to expect golds are 50 yep. reds are five okay yeah in the finest yeah the golds are 50 reds are five black they do have the black tens orange 25s mm-hmm. um actually i bought a i just sold an orange 25 actually to help pay for another whatever but yeah um so you've got the finest sort of in there's a 2018 set as well for finest uh they're both beautiful 
Um, I love this new set, the way they did the images, because they typically on Star Wars cards, you'll see a lot. Of, one of the big drawbacks, I think, for some people is um, in the past, they've used like the same image, like on multiple mm. sets. So you'll get like a masterwork card. That's more like a paper card stock, thicker. Um, but it's a really, really cool set. But, you know, they'll have, you know, sort of the copy and paste image on the on the card design. Um, and some of the, some of the sets are like that. But this new set, they they use a lot of new images and they sort of added like a little uh, background. So you, like in the like in the Vader card this year, you can actually it's from the scene, uh, the end scene of Revenge of the Sith when he's like coming off the like platform and Palpatine's behind him. So you can kind of it kind of like really adds a little bit of texture and depth to the card which I like. Um, but yeah, you've got, you've got your finest, you've got your Chrome, uh, high tech is a brand that people are starting to talk about, uh, acetate type see-through cards. Um, and then, I mean, so many like paper tops, you know, sets, you know, you've got all the online exclusives, uh, you've got the living set, which is a set that, um, basically they commission art, art artists to, you know, hand draw art and they release release two new cards per week, you know, that are available for seven days. You got so many, so many options for me, you know, I'm a gold guy. I'm a, sh I like the shiny stuff. I stick with the Chrome and the finest. Um, and then I like some of the art cards too. The galaxy set, obviously you've got like probably five or six different Vader cards in there with all the atomics and the waves and the mojos and all the different patterns. So you've got, you've got a lot of options. Just go to eBay, type in, you know, Darth Vader, you know, whatever sort of, parallel you're looking for and there's going to be some stuff that, that pops up for you but that's that's kind of what i would i would look at a lot of different things i guess is what i would okay. say yeah so how does it work when you're breaking like let's say i don't know if you break too much or if you're at least familiar with it but if you're if you're breaking like a hobby box of the finest do you, you i think you mentioned there's there's relic cards um are there autographs are there the same sort of quote hits as you would come to expect with like a wrestling set yeah, yeah. I, so they classify the hits as the autos, which I think I think we probably, I mean, most people kind of know by now those aren't really the hits. Uh, usually, um, unless you know you get like Daisy Ridley or Adam Driver, mm. but you know those are few and far between. Um, you know, it's no no disrespect to you know some of the admirals and the you know sure. less you know less popular characters, but it's a lot of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like. So you want the, you, you got to hit the color, the big color parallels. You got to hit the golds of the big demand characters, you know, Vader, Ahsoka, Ray, Kylo, you know, Anakin, Padme, the, the Yoda, Grogu, Mandalorian. Those are, those are the hits. Um, you know, ideally, you know, the, I think the finest boxes right now on eBay are being priced around like anywhere from two to two fifty maybe. And uh, okay. I, I watched quite, a, I don't, I don't buy any boxes i just buy singles sure. um but yeah i've watched quite a few breaks and you know people i see people pulling you know nice nice parallels and that type of thing but definitely don't do it for the autographs because that's that's uh that ain't happening <laughs> <laughs> um and then also so you mentioned a lot of stuff it seems like it's all live action or do they cover some of the the animated stuff as well yeah it's so like right now uh so with with star wars it's a little bit different you don't get a finest set like every year um mm. the last time was 2018 so it's kind of like wrestling with tops chrome in that way so it's like in this year's set uh, in in 2018 you know you had you had pretty much you didn't have it, obviously any mandalorian you didn't have any like um boba fett fennec shan those types this 2022 set you've got you've got all the legacy characters um you've got you know everybody from mando everybody from 
Boba Fett, I think. I mean, not everybody, but, you know, Fennec's got a card in there. Omega, if you watch The Bad Batch, she was one of the main characters in that show, the animated show. Um, you've got uh, Sasha Banks has a card in there, Cosca Reeves. I just All right. Up, yeah, yeah, I just picked up her quote <laughs> the other day. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, you've got... Um, and then, yeah, and then the images that they used are, like, a lot from a lot of the newer stuff so like in 2018 all the the ray finn poe stuff was like force awakens um images okay. but now they're all like in rise of skywalker type scenes which is cool um and then with the like anakin and padme they're featured from like uh revenge of the sith i think are most of the shots so the images the images in, on these cards from this set this year are just really striking to me it's some of the best images i've ever seen in a star wars set um for, for most of the care, the, the mall is just a beautiful card. Um, Palpatine even looks like super cool. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, even, you know, you can pick up the blues and the greens for like, you know, under 20 bucks pretty easily, even for the high demand characters. So, yeah. Okay. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. I, again, I, as somebody who didn't, who hasn't really kept up with star Wars stuff when you were sharing, I think the first thing you shared with me, although I, I could be mistaken, but I think it was a Ray gold. And uh, and immediately I, I was sort of taken aback. Like, man, that is a really good looking card. I really love the finest design, which more often than not, finest designs are are really great. Um, you know, I have my thoughts on the twenty twenty one W twenty twenty one WWE design, yeah. but whatever. It seems like what they did with the with the Star Wars design this year is is really impeccable. Um, it would stand out great on a shelf for you know for display purposes. Um, but all right, man, listen, we're, we're coming up on the end of the show here, coming up, running out of time, but uh, that was a lot of fun. That was exactly what I was hoping for. I hope that some folks, um, you know, got some enjoyment out of going back and forth with the top five, but I'd be curious for anybody who is listening, uh, which list did you like more? Did you like them both? Do you have any thoughts on it? Share with us. You know, I'd love to see some more um, um, Instagram rebuttals or whatever, you know, like, you know, since you were on the show, I don't know that I'm going to get a, you know, a response from you this time. I, I if anybody else that. wants yeah, to take up the might, mantle. Yeah. I might have to do a response to my own list. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun, Jason. I, I really do appreciate it. I really appreciate that you took the time to sit down with me. We've been talking so much through Instagram to, to really kind of take another step in our, uh, in our, in our back and forth, you know, with actual voices has, has been great. I love hearing about your, your super eclectic um, sets that you're building. I can't wait to see more of what you're sharing. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, for anybody who does want to find you, once again, you want to want to share where your Instagram is, where people can come find you if they want to they want to see all this stuff I'm, I'm raving about. Yeah, man. Um, so on Instagram, it's just contrarian cards. There might be an underscore in there, but I think if you just type it out, it should pop up. Um, and then on uh, YouTube, same, same name, contrarian cards. Uh, yeah, and just uh, doing my top 100 countdown right now. Just favorite cards in the PC um, on number uh, 72, I believe. So that'll take another few months. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, just hanging out there. I love talking cards with people and uh, seeing other people's stuff. So definitely hit me up if you want to chat or, you know. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and again, like you said, uh, dogs in the background giving their opinions oh, as yeah. well, which is the best. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason, man. I, again, I really appreciate your time. You have a great night. Appreciate it, Shane. Thanks, man. Beyond all shadow of a doubt, the best part about having a podcast, about throwing your voice out into the ether, is that sometimes someone hears it, and sometimes they respond, and that is exactly what happened with 
Jason, aka Contrarian Cards. He and I have been chatting so much on Instagram, and the fact that he took time to share his philosophies, his insane eclectic collection here on the podcast means a lot to me. Thank you once more to Jason for coming on. You should definitely go check out what he's doing. If you love cards, if you love seeing different stuff, that's the place to be. But ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.